Hello there, and welcome to episode eight of Unknown Regions Podcast. I am your host, Michelle, and somewhere out there, 30 to 40 miles <laughs> from the basement that I am sitting in, is your other host, Colin. Hello? Hi, guys. Hello? Hi, yeah, can you hear me? Hello, hello? Mission control. <laughs> Are the uh, techno fairies going to bless us with their pixie dust and have this actually I so. work? <laughs> I hope so. This is I our, think so. This is I think it's going to work. This is our maiden voyage with remote recording, so yeah, fingers crossed. Also, I am very ill, but oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so apologize for my voice sounding weird or a lot of mutings. So I can cough, but I took a lot of Motrin. You actually sound okay right now. Do you I? sound better than you did when we picked up the call. That's because I took a handful of Motrin and now it's kicking in, and I'm actually <laughs> feeling human for this particular moment in time. <laughs> human. Um, okay, so Colin, let's start oh boy. with apologies. Go. <laughs> okay, guys, I am so sorry. Um, so I did not realize, I'll give the guy credit who pointed this out to me, Philip Massard, my friend from high school. He pointed it, he pointed it out to me. He says, Colin, you doofus, you buffoon, um, you when you were talking about the death of the clone at the end or near the end of the last season who you were really talking about was Ec- was fives <laughs> Jeez. was fives not echo um so, so you got my facts right so when you were being oh, very man. mean to me <laughs> oh, telling no. me i hate the clones why do you hate the clones what's wrong with you how come you don't know your clones this is just sweet sweet justice right now that you have to apologize for not knowing your clones when you are supposed to be the clone stan i suppose so yeah suck on that (laughs) (laughs) suck on that thanks philip for pointing that out about yeah i think philip's gonna hear this so thanks a lot (laughs) okay all right apologies may be accepted because you were pretty apology accepted okay all right So, that being said, put everything on hold. Stop the yep. presses. <laughs> we're not do- we're not covering the newest Clone Wars episode right now. We're not going to do uh, current events because I was blessed this weekend at C2E2. <laughs> blessed. I was blessed to be there with my good friends when they did a surprise drop of... The Rise of Skywalker novelization. And the author, Ray Carson, was also there. We got to go to her panel. We met her a couple of times. She could not be lovelier. And I Mm -hmm. will attack and defend. She's that (laughs) nice. Like She protects, but she also attacks. Do not come at her. Or I will. (laughs) It's very similar to Ryan Johnson. You come at him, I will throw my body in the path of the bullet, and I will take it for her. I will. Fair. So she seems cool after what you told she's me. She's so nice, and plus now I gave her one of my Disney Prince Kylo pins. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and she said it is now her favorite pin. And then, not knowing she was going to see me the next day, she was wearing it at the at a signing. So <laughs> I believe her. Like at the time when she said, "Oh my gosh, this is now going to be my favorite," I was like, "Oh, she's just being nice." But I think she was actually telling the truth because she had it on the next day had no idea she was going to see me again so 
we're well, just best friends this, now basically i guess okay all of this that you just said like in the past 30 seconds is the exact talk you hear from a high school freshman girl who just gave like part of their sandwich to their crush i don't care and fangir- i don't care funny. yes i'm fangirling i love her and yeah. we're gonna talk about why i love her so much now i liked her nice. before but now i love her like now i will yeah can we protect sorry attack. go ahead um, uh, protect attack. Can we talk about her a little bit? Like, did, has she done? I d- I don't know if she's done past novelizations of them. But can you no. talk a little bit? Because I'm curious. She had not done any novelizations. Um, she wrote a book called Most Wanted, which was about um, backstory of Han and Kira, which I did not read. Oh. Sorry, I'm not. Oh, geez. I'm not. That sounds cool. Well, I'm not that into Solo and that story. Daenerys. I know, but I just wasn't. I didn't <laughs> feel like it was going to be my jam, so I didn't read it. But she also wrote a couple of short stories. Um, one of them is in that book that I have, the um, Certain Point of View book that's full of uh, short stories. And the one yeah, she right. wrote was about, I think, R5 that gets picked oh, yeah. at the sale but then blows up. Ah, uh, yeah. And I know I read that. it, and I'm sorry I was going to review it, and, and then I caught the plug, so I didn't get time to do it. <laughs> um, first, I was at C2E2 for two days and, and couldn't do anything, and then I immediately caught the plug after that. So Yeah, we, can, we can't be talking about the plug, because oh, it's kind of real right now. <laughs> a little bit real. Not, mm, a little bit real. It's not, it's not the plug. It's just, you know. Anyway, so yeah. um, what happened at C2E2 was we got our books. We went to the panel, which was really great. Her and her editor just talked back and forth. Mostly the editor asked her questions, and she dropped general knowledge about the book. Um, yeah, I was going to say, why would the editor be there? That's a, That seems like an odd choice. He was just interviewing her. He's also a G. Like, I, I really like him, Oh, too. okay. So, nice. his name is Tom. I can't recall his last name. But, um, anyway, we had, all, we had already, my little group of friends had decided that we were going to go to the panel not knowing we were actually going to get the book in our hot little hands that day so the train just went by by the way <laughs> oh you have a train going by <laughs> yeah sorry my mic is picking it's going to pick up the audio of trains passing by it's barely anything but just i don't hear people it wondering what the heck is that moaning in the background i don't hear it but you are cutting out a little bit so i don't know you might want to yeah i saw i saw like the the sound it like it bumped up a little bit when it passed by but anyway continue okay what so after the after the uh, panel, the four of us immediately went, sat down on the floor in the hall, the exhibit hall at C2E2, over kind of in a corner, but still very much like tons of people around, and started reading key passages from this book. Obviously, we're all Raylos. That's like immediately what we went to, like all the scenes with them together, right. scenes with him by himself. And um, my friend Shelby started reading it aloud, and we were just kind of all sitting around listening. This It's one of the con memories I will never forget. It was so fun to sit there and be the first time to read this book. Excuse me. Yeah, the story you told me was pretty cool. I'm envious. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, there was crying. There was laughing. <laughs> there was fleeing. At one point, I had to flee because there was something in the book that I've been wanting for four years to happen, and it happens in this book, and I was dying, and it's not in the movie, so. Anyway. Are you crying? No, I'm not crying right now. I thought you just started talking, like, just even talking about it for a second there. You choked up. Okay. Okay, (laughs) so here's what we're going to do. Part one of this podcast is going to be my general impressions of the book. In case you don't want to know details and spoilery stuff, then 
we're gonna I'm just gonna talk about general impressions then I will give plenty of time of fair warning that we're gonna start talking about spoilers like big time spoilers everywhere okay so that if you don't want to hear that you can tune out maybe come back to it later after if you plans to read the book maybe you want to hear discussion or whatever but um if you don't want to hear anything then bye I'm <laughs> also for the record uh this is going to be kind of the first time because i feel like we've had a lot of these conversations off the mic and then we like kind of just bring it onto the mic and we talk about it this in this case i have no idea what you're going to say to me. that is true we have not talked about that it. is true colin knows one major kind of spoiler that yeah, is but, kind of everywhere now like everybody knows about that but he doesn't know the details surrounding that yeah. or and he doesn't know what made me flee and cry <laughs> yeah. and want to that i am most curious we have to start with that and want to put the book in the freezer that's all i'm saying <laughs> it was it wrecked me okay so <laughs> okay so this is part one general impressions of this book okay, i think we talked one. about last episode or a couple episodes ago i was probably last episode where i was living in fear of this book because i thought yeah. oh yeah last episode you were talking about how you were worried about it I was very worried they were going to completely downplay and backtrack on the dyad, the Raylo of it all. Like, I just thought they were going to sanitize it, more or less. Ah. Yeah. Um, and just, I don't know. I, I just was afraid because I've been burned now. I hated this movie. So I guess I should <laughs> say that. Really hated this movie, you guys. Oh my gosh. Okay, so, this is the fourth episode. Yeah, but you never know which episode people are listening to. They might just be jumping I, in oh, right true, now. True, 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 true. So That's true. we were not fans of this movie. I'm a noob. I was definitely not a fan of this movie. I hated a lot of stuff that happened in it. And all of the stuff I hated that happened in it is still in the book. She's not allowed to, and she addressed this at the panel, Ray Carson. She said, this is not my creation. I'm just being allowed to play yeah. in the sandbox. Yep. She would, it's an arrangement. It's literally just an arrangement. She obviously could not change the major plot points of this no, story. No. So no. I don't know I if mean, like people expected her to or what, but no, of course she can't do that. However, she was allowed to expand on scenes that are in the movie and also put in stuff that is not at all in the movie. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, not at all... Some of it was in concept art that didn't get into the movie, but some of it is brand new material. Okay. And in the aggregate, when you add all that up and put it in this book and put the spin on it that she put, which I feel she put, Okay. she put a very lovely shade of lipstick on the pig that is the Rise of Skywalker film. Ooh! I'm going to say it. Bars! That's beautiful, what you just said. I like this book. Like, this is shocking. I was shocked that I, I mean, I almost love this book. There are things in this book that gave me such closure nice. and catharsis that cool. the movie didn't even come, like, didn't even come Oof. close to approaching. Because they just Dang. didn't. They didn't address it. It was just like. Well, just like how you talk about it again you haven't told me anything but just about how you talk about this book reminds me of your mood and tone of voice when you talk about like the other movies yeah i mean like it seems that you're treating this book like it is the movie 
I guess is all Oh, I'm I saying. totally am. At this point, I am. Which is cool. Because to, I have already compartmentalized, because I am so good at compartmentalization, I have reduced the film to a gift set. I have the gift sets of the stuff that I like, which isn't very much. <laughs> oh, gif, gif set? Gif set. Oh. <laughs> I may never yeah. watch this film again. Dang. But I have my gift sets of the stuff that I like. And that's all I yeah. really, I've, it's been two, over two months. I've gotten to the point where I can accept that, that this film exists to me as a gift set now. It's fine. But now I have this book. Yeah. That actually made me feel so much better about the stuff that they just dropped a ball on so hard in this movie. Mm. And it it's just in it's just making me feel so much better. So I would here's here's my advice. Because there's been a lot of chatter already since yeah. Friday, since this came out. Oh really? Has there been? Oh god, the discourse. Oh man! Just I'm really over a book that no one's read. <laughs> That's the thing. People are oh mad gosh. at a book they haven't even read yet. They've just seen screenshots. They've seen passages, and they're mad already. And I'm like, That's you know nuts. what? You can you have the right. Your feelings are valid, no matter what they are. You you have your opinion. However, to me, it seems unfair to contextualize a page from this book into a movie. When there's so much in this book that isn't in the movie. So to me, it's unfair to take a passage or a page of something that rubs you the wrong way for some reason mm. when you're trying to contextualize it into the film. And to me, that's not fair because this book exists on another plane, in my opinion, from the oh. film. So okay. people are seeing things in screenshots and getting up in arms when... Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. If you see, if you read that, and then you're trying to sh shove that into what you know from the film, yeah, that's weird, and maybe you're mad about that. But don't try not to do that. Like, give it a chance. Is all I'm saying. If you if you were just never going to read this book, no matter what, more power to you. That's your decision. Yeah, but I if guess. you were going to read it, and now you've seen these excerpts and they're making you mad, I would suggest give it a chance. And go ahead and read more or get it from the library. I'm not saying you have to spend your money. Borrow it from a friend. Do whatever. Because, in my opinion, it, it just really made me feel better. That's all I can say. It made me huh. feel a lot better. That's good. That's cool. Okay. So, I think that's maybe the end of my generalization review. Uh, let me really? think if I have anything else to say about it. That was only like five minutes. Normally these things take like half an hour. That's it? Well, non-spoiler. I guess. I need to get yeah. into specifics, but... Um, Tell me... I have a question. Okay. Just, like, not even really having to do with what even the story is about, but how... So how is how is the writing? Like, is it... Like, tell me about that. I enjoy her writing. I enjoyed the writing a lot. Someone asked me today that exact question. And... Oh. um. I remember liking that short story about um, R5, and that's all I've ever read from her other than this book. So for okay. me to say her writing style is my all-time favorite, I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm going to go back and read her YA books because I, I'm so interested now in, in her writing. 
So maybe yeah, okay, after cool. that, I'll be able to say yes. I completely. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like. Not your best friends with her. I I feel like. I'm so happy about this book. I'm not sure that I'm judging the actual writing. Oh. Fair, you know, <laughs> okay. without like this these rose colored glasses on. I do like the writing. Like some of it made me like, just. Does it flow? Is it like openly weep? Like just. Yeah. Nice. Her. She has a knack for, um, I'm just going to say it, romantic writing. And I've been That's told cool. that her YA novels are romance novels. And when they announced that she was writing this, no- this novelization, a lot of people were like, yes, that's awesome. Because she writes romantic YA. Not Interesting. N- and, uh, and people were like, well, yeah. <laughs> what do you think that means? Exactly. Man? So anyway, um, yeah, I think that's my general review. There are, like I said, parts that I hate are still in it. There's no changing those parts. There's no changing Ray Palpatine. There's no changing Ben dying at the end. Like, there's no changing her going to Tatooine at the end. However, the... I'm just talking about the writing, though. The detail... Okay, hang on, though. The details that she puts in to support those things... I'm not going to say it makes it better, but it might take the sting out on some of those things a little bit for you if you hated those things. Okay. If you liked the movie, that's I I I'm I'm very interested to hear once people start reading this book if you liked the movie, what you think about the book. Mm, that's true. I'd be very interested. So, if you love Yeah, that would be interesting. If you love the movie and you're going to read the book, let me know. I want to know what you think, because to me, it only makes it better. It gives it gives more context and explanations for so many things where I was like, what the hell is going on in this movie? Well, (laughs) it was so badly written that we needed an amazing writer to write a novel and explain all that stuff. Right. So not all of it. Like there are still things that I'm like, oh, I don't think that was explained, but you know, whatever. There's so much that she did explain well and better that I'm very happy with it. So, cool. recommend two thumbs up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> give it a chance. If you were thinking about reading it, give it a chance. Are you right. going to require me to read it? Well, I know you don't have time to read it. That's all, another reason why we're doing this podcast, so I can just be like, That's oh true. my That's god, guess what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so nice. here is the end of part one. We are starting part two. Spoiler alert. I am going to spoil this book. If you do not. This is like a double spoiler too. You're going to be spoiling the movie as well. (laughs) Well, If you haven't seen the movie by now, that's not my problem. What you doing? Um, (laughs) I am going to start talking about details about this book right now. I'm giving you time to get to (sighs) your button to turn it off. La di da di da. I don't know <laughs> because sometimes good. I don't have enough time to get to my button, and I'm like, oh my ah, gosh. and I have to run through the house. Oh yeah, to turn like, it off. when they're like, spoiler alert! Blah, I know, like, I hate that. It makes me mad. <laughs> so, if you're like in the bathroom and you need time to turn it off, I think I've given you enough. That's yeah, good. Spoiling that's good. the rise of Skywalker novelization in that's five, good. four, three, two, one. Spoiler alert. Here we go. Okay, come on. All right. So, ask me your questions. 
What do you oh, want to yes. know? Palps? Should we just hit palps right off the bat? Like, what the deal is? Yeah, might as well, since I've already been leaked on that. Get it over with. Okay, so that's the one thing you know. You know he's a clone. Yeah. He's not real, real palps. Okay. Man. And I'm not saying this makes it any better. It's still hella stupid to me. But. <laughs> okay. At least we have some details about what the right. heck. Okay. Um, so, he had prepared a clone off in, you know, the unknown regions or whatever. He already had people working on this stuff for a long time before he got yeeted down the, the shaft. <laughs> yeeted. So that because he had, he had sensed the flicker of light invader. And he was, I guess, oh. concerned that he was going to oh. try to kill him. Plus, it's rule of two. Like, it's it's basically Raider's job to kill him. Like, that's what he's supposed to do. Yeah. So... Oh, what? Yeah, what? Oh, obviously. So he had... It was part of the contingency, you know. Yeah. As part of the contingency, he had clones ready and waiting to be occupied. Wait, like, he already had... Yes. The clones made? Yes. So, and he had, you know, creepy, those creepy guys, I'm sure, were the ones that were, like, manning all of this project and doing all the work. Yeah. Sith wannabes. So, I think it said in the book, before his body even hit the ground, he had learned how to project his spirit, his essence, into one of these clones. He had already learned how to do that. And so before his body hit the ground, before he, the body was dead because he had already yeeted his spirit into a clone. <laughs> this is what happened. This is in the book. He just, he lobbed it overhand. Yes. Hail married his soul into the. <laughs> yes. So, but it also says that Funny. this was an imperfect clone that he, that he was occupying and that they kept trying to make a clone that was strong enough to contain his power and they were failing at that so so the son is also a clone of him was one of the other clones that they had tried to make a more perfect body wait the son palps's son ray's father oh okay when you say the son it sounds like you're talking about like the son the daughter of the father no 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 palps's son who we don't know his name yet still okay Gotcha. Ray's father is also a clone project of Palpatine. Hold on. Hold on. I want it known that Ray was in fact a clone. No, she's not because they yeah, they bro. no, it's she's not. They actually make a point to say in the book. Oh, dang it, man. She's not a clone. So ha. You don't win. I just want to I want that to be <laughs> the truth so I can rub it in your face. Okay, so the son is a clone also a perfect body. Like, his body was actually perfect, but I believe it's... Who, Palpses? Okay. Sorry, I'm lost. Follow. The Sun sun clone's body was perfected. Okay. Okay. However, I think it says he was unable to occupy it, and the Sun didn't... So, therefore, the Sun had no Force abilities. Okay. And so he hated the Sun. For have for being like a failure. Fair. Why he let him live, I have no clue. Why he's running around letting him live, I don't know. I guess maybe it does say that he was like wanting him to procreate in a natural way 
and that maybe that child would be he does eventually say he does eventually say that that's that's why he wanted ray because she was a naturally conceived that's just gross it is so gross (laughs) that's so palsy it's so gross (laughs) it's so witchy and yeah so that's um that's cool that's what happened with that okay um but hold on though so you're talking about how she's not a clone she was birthed by a couple who i'm assuming mingled you know mingled that yeah like the birds and the bees man so what it's it's still like any other well if you're a clone oh yeah that's true that's stupid yeah i'm dumb i'm dumb that was stop trying to make clone ray happen gretchen (laughs) it's not happening Okay. Get over it. She's not a clone. I, honestly, it's not something that I really want to happen. I just want it to be true so well, I can rub it in your face. So because I away. thought it a while ago. <laughs> Fine. Okay. It seems like people are asking me, too, a little bit about, like, when when Kylo's walking through the pickled snokes, like, what is he thinking? <laughs> I'm like, honestly, not addressed. <laughs> like, he just walks past the pickled snokes. Like, oh. And he's just like, what the hell? And then... And then he finds out, you know, it's been palps the whole time in his head, and he just says something like, oh, well, Snoke never told me about that. Like, well, no, duh, of course he did it. They don't really go into it in the book what his reaction to that is. Really? Not really. No. Oh, what? I was about to say, because he spent, like, a large portion of his life with him. And, like, he is a big part of the problem. Oh, he does. They do. Yeah. It does talk about how he feels about Palps having been in his head a lot. But he does. They, it's like Snoke is just an afterthought. To, like, he literally just walks past the pickled clones, or the pickled Snokes, and is like, huh. Interesting. And he never really gets mad about it or is weirded out. Like, he's just like, whatever. So. I would expect the opposite, but okay. I know. I kind of expected something, too. Because he's an emo boy. It's, you know? It pretty much plays out exactly like it is in the movie, with the exception okay. of, <laughs> with the exception of, um, Kylo being. There's there's long been head headcanon that Ben Solo is an uber nerd. Like he just re- researches all kinds of force stuff and and oh, and and, and Sith sense. and Jedi, and he just likes to research stuff. Yep. He's an intellectual. Okay, so he's just like, oh, well, <laughs> Snoke did this. He's a Ravenclaw, let's just this. be honest. He's a Ravenclaw. Um, <laughs> nice. So he gets to, to where Palps is, and he sees the big mechanical thing, you know, the big oh, mechanical yeah. arm. He knows what yeah. it is immediately. He's like, oh, that's an Amon harness, is what they call it. A mechanical spine once worn by ancient by an ancient Sith king dude that's so cool it is that is so cool i just thought it was cute that what? kylo walks in and he sees that thing he's like well actually i know what that is that's a blah 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 because <laughs> he's a nerd <gasps> that's so cool he also recognizes like all those injection sites on palps like where there's syringes and stuff and he recognizes that as being um something that a clone has to have mm. so he knows just by seeing him dude's a clone because he studied the clone wars and he knows what dude, that is dude and, and uh, we just got that episode with kind of <gasps> yeah 
Whoa. Kinda, okay. Kinda That's lines a big up. connection. That's very interesting. Very cool. Okay. So this was interesting too. They don't even touch on this in the movie. And it would have been kind of good to know. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, on, hold on. Is this about Palps? Yeah. Okay, because you, 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 oh, earlier, like 10, 15 minutes ago, you said if I had any questions, we're still on the first question that I have. So, yeah. We got to wrap it there's, up. No, there's a lot on Palps in this book, like a lot. Oh, okay. Of okay, what's going okay. on with him. Cool. So, basically, um, they, they do not, they do not further explain why his plan keeps changing. That is not. That is not explained. Oops. What happened? I lost you. Uh-oh. <coughs> Oops. We're gonna... I didn't touch it, so it wasn't me. Um... Why? And we're back. We had a malfunction. The the techno fairy did not bless us for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Con- I lost contact with Colin for a minute. Okay, so we we're talking about palps. Um, this is not in the movie at all, and it actually helped me understand what the heck was going on. In the fact that he's telling Kylo, "You need to kill the girl, and you need to make it." snappy because this body that <laughs> i'm in is about to die like i don't have much time left oh so he's so, like about to die he, yes which they don't mention in the movie nope, they don't nope they don't at all <laughs> but it actually helps recontextualize like why they're why they have the 16 hour hurry up yep yep plan and why um he changes it yeah and why he changes it it's kind of like why well, i got time but forget it like ben solo is a loser let's just go for right now i guess um anyway i found that i found that interesting that that was part of the story okay let's talk about the dyad you asked any questions oh sorry (laughs) hurry up (laughs) hurry hurry okay you only asked one so far (laughs) i know but i'm excited to talk about the dyad (laughs) okay how is the prologue sequence represented in the book it is different. Okay, tell me about it. I'm uh, it opens. Let me check to make sure I'm not lying. Uh, it opens with Ray training on oh. Ajar class. The and movie opens with Kylo, right? Yes. Interesting. Okay, immediate difference. Yeah. Oh, immediate difference. It opens with Ray training and some Leia stuff. Oh, by the way, so much good Leia stuff in this book. Like, way nice. all the stuff added. Because she could, you know. She didn't have to stay yep. ho- beholden to the few eight minutes of footage they had of her. So she added a ton of good stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if they told her to add a bunch of stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they gave her just creative license about that. So yeah, I think she mentioned it at the panel. So they're um, training at the beginning. And then... I think the next chapter is him on, is Kylo and the First Order on Mustafar, and then that all happens, and then he goes does, to Exegol. Does it say in the book that he's on Mustafar? Oh, yeah. <gasps> Lots of detail about Confirm. that. Okay, we got to finish Palps first before I get into that. So, the dyad, okay? So, he's oh, okay. he gets all excited when he hears that, when he figures out that 
Ray and Ben are a dyad in the force. This part, we were laughing. I don't know if we were laughing because we were really tired or what. <laughs> okay. But when we were reading this on the floor, we got to being in hysterics about this. Okay, so very interestingly, when Palps finds out that they are a dyad in the force, and, and we have no, there's no d- explanation as to how... He figures that out. Snoke knew this, but Palps Snoke doesn't. That? I mean, he knew they had a force connection. I mean, okay, but that's kind of... But that's the very defi- That's almost the very definition of a dyad, as defined in this book. I so guess. that makes no sense still. Sorry. It's Dang. still weird. That's still weird. <laughs> but the way, but after he realizes they're a dyad, he is think you know, it's written in the book that he's um, very, very, very excited about that because it says that the, uh, being a dyad in the force is the OG ancient mm-hmm. um Rule of two, basically, is the way he yeah. describes it. The rule of two is a pale, lame comparison Ooh. or mimic of a force oh. diet. Oh, <gasps> that's so cool. Isn't that interesting? That is so interesting, man. And and by, you know, to extrapolate on that, I guess so is the master-apprentice relationship with the, of the Jedi. So, okay, hold on. Yeah, I was just about to say that. So, I'm wondering... If, oh man, a huge door just like swung open <laughs> in my head. So, if the Sith was trying to mimic the idea of the Force Dyad, mm-hmm. and the Jedi were trying to mimic the idea of the Force Dyad, and this is a really ancient thing, I wonder if there was a Force Dyad long ago, and that was the thing that caused like the Great Schism. Of the Force users. Maybe. And maybe, just maybe, It'd just be very maybe in this new, what is it called? The High Republic. The High Republic, I wonder, because I don't know how long ago that is. Cause it's Jedi, not, it's wait. only 200 years before Phantom Menace. It's not long enough ago. So are Jedi, like, already in existence? Jedi and Sith? Oh, yeah. It's only it's only 200 okay. years before Phantom Menace. It's not that long. You, okay, well, I'm, I'm really bad with, like, history. It's just that it's a that. time of the Jedi where they're, like, it's like a golden age of the Jedi. The Sith are gone, and they're just living it up at that time, point in time. Okay, so maybe we won't get a lot about that. But I wonder, because that's the stuff I want to know about. No, but, like, if we go back to, say, Prime Jedi era, where this is just starting up, all of this stuff, I mean... Look at that! Look at the vi- the visual of the Prime Jedi. It's mm-hmm. it's the yin yang. So maybe that is what that Prime Jedi is trying to depict. Maybe it's trying to depict a dyad. In the force. Anyway, when okay. Here's the, the part. Philo- the philosophy episode, man. Here's what so made us good. laugh. <laughs> and okay. I still find very funny. Oh. The, the old school um, fans, like EU fans, are going to eat this up, actually. Plagueis is not only mentioned once in this book. I think he's mentioned more than once. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Did and not expect that. In which, you know, it was really funny because when we went back to the, the Del Rey book table after we had read a lot of this, we noticed that 
they actually had a stack of the Darth Plagueis non-canon novel that was sitting there, and we're like, oh, hmm, I wonder why they chose to sell hmm. that here. <laughs> sneaky, okay, sneaky. Really, really quickly, uh-huh. it's funny that you bring up Darth Plagueis in this situation, in this context, because last night, no, 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 two nights ago, I think, I was with a bunch of my college friends, and I don't know why I call them college friends. I was with a bunch of my friends, <laughs> and we were playing this game where you had to put this thing in your mouth that, like, opened your lips Ew. and you couldn't like form like that. b it's sounds or p sounds icky. or m sounds or yeah it's really really hard to like enunciate and pronounce things and you have it's kind of like a mix of that of like of telephone and charades so it's like you're given a card and you have to say what's on the card and your team has to figure out what you're saying and that's how you get that card and you earn one point against the other team and you have like a certain amount of time to do it. Okay, and okay. one of the car, one of the categories was on pop culture, and there was one card that came up, and it said Darth Vader, Darth Vader, the Emperor, Darth Plagueis. What? And Weird. I know, like, <laughs> what the heck? And that's kind of a that's deep why it's cut so funny that you're talking about this for the right Gen now. Pop. That's a deep cut. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was the one who had to say it. Oh God. And it was so hard to say Plagueis. I hope you were washing <laughs> that mouthpiece in between using it. It was the first time we. It was the first time any of the mouthpieces were used. Ew. So, and we washed them beforehand anyway. So okay, relax. It's fine. But um, <laughs> we didn't get the point because my friends don't know about Star Wars and they all suck. Ugh. So yeah. Anyway, okay. So <laughs> oh, I I remembered um, something too when we were talking about Plagueis. He Palp specifically like is thinking about how. He learned the trick of yeeting his spirit into a clone body from Plagueis. Oh, yeah, But Plagueis wasn't ready. Like, he didn't have his clone bodies all ready to go. And oh. so when he killed him, he had nowhere to go, basically. So he That's Plagueis cold, knew man. how to do it. He just wasn't prepared. He stole his sample. He wasn't a Boy Scout. He didn't have his <laughs> clone lined up and ready to go. You don't get go. that reference, do you? What? He sample? stole his sample. Yeah, like no. when a rapper steals like another rapper's sample oh, and uses it better. I guess he did. <laughs> he stole it. Um, so anyway, that was that was one point he mentioned him where he was like, "Well, I'm better than him because I figured out how to do this and I did it faster than he did, and that's why he died and I didn't." Ah. Uh, okay. okay. So, I like this. This is some deep cuts. This is. I kind of want to read this book because it seems that there are a lot of really deep cuts. good. But here's the yeah. funny part. So he's talking about it. We're, we're, let's fast forward to where he's like sucking the life force out of our lovely dyad and yeah. he's he's like you know the the rule of two is just a pill comparison it's lame compared to actual <laughs> dyadness yeah. and you know i dyad tri- i tried to make a dyad with anakin what you tried to make a dyad with anakin and then he's like, and Plagueis tried to make a dyad with me, but it just it didn't work. And I'm like, Wait, what? what? I know. <laughs> I'm telling you, we were la- we were rolling on the floor laughing <laughs> at this. Wait, what? And, and honestly, like, wow, what? that's some balls thinking that you could just whip yourself up a dyad in the forest. Wait, what, what does that mean? How would he have attempted to do that? I don't know. I don't know. What the? It was Dang. so weird. It was really. That's weird. It made I us laugh. I wouldn't be in hysterics if I read that, but like, it's weird that you were. <laughs> but it's still weird. By then, we had cried and laughed and had been sitting on the floor for two hours, and I think we were. It's so funny. 
compromise. Were you just sitting in the middle of the hall? Like, where were you <laughs> when you read We were the, in the know? hall, but we were kind of over by the wall, you know, out of the way of people walking. But there were people all around. I'm sure they were looking at us, sitting there crying and yelling and laughing and thinking Grown we're adults. insane people. But yep. it yep. was the best time ever, honestly. Were you all like, oh my god! <laughs> yes a lot of that but also a lot of crying and huh like That's i cool. said i had okay. to run away a couple, but anyway the prologue sequence was represented in a cool way then in a different way but in a satisfactory way it seems um yeah i mean it like i said it opens with ray on ajar class and leia and she's training and i think that's the in the opening is when Leia is talking more about her training with Luke. Oh, sweet. Um, sorry about the pages wrinkling. I, <laughs> I annotated the crap out of this book. Yeah, that looks um, like what you just showed me. Look, it looks like, like my that that should be my goal in how I annotate books at school. You know I mean? <laughs> it's a little over the top, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, it has a lot about Leia thinking about how she knows there's darkness in Ray. But she's Ooh. not going to make the same mistake with Ray that she made with Ben. She's definitely not, She's not going to send her away. She's not going to f- let fear um, take over her fear oh, of, dang. like... This is the first chapter? Very first chapter. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Um, hard-hitting. That's some hard-hitting stuff. The mama talking. Yeah, so, that yeah, there is, there is training with her and Luke. Like, it's like Leia remembering. And actually, like, very delightful. Because it was like, they had a sibling rivalry. Like, oh, sick. <laughs> kind of like, who can do it better type of relationship when they were yes. training. That seems right. And she writes about, like, something, like, Luke's talking about how, well, when I stood in my hands, I had Yoda on top of me. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, oh, really? And so... She stands on her hands and then just like, oh, this was actually <gasps> this some this is some visual imagery uh, symbolism Ooh. here. Ooh. She levitates, so she's doing a handstand. She levitates herself off the ground while still in that position, holds her arms out, stretches her arms out, Ooh. like as in a upside down cross crucifixion kind of a visual image. But upside down. Well, yeah, but whatever. It's still like, that's fine. Who was that oh, saint well. that? There was a saint that said, <laughs> "I'm. I don't want to die exactly like Christ. I'm not good enough. So turn me upside down." And that, dang it, man! Ah, you win. You win. You win. You win. How do you do this? How do you? How do you just thwart my twelve my years of Catholic like school? That's how. But same with me. <laughs> Well, maybe you fair. didn't. Maybe you didn't pay attention to religious class. Religious well, okay. Class. I guess I'm talking from my knowledge of other pop culture mediums and how, like horror films, the upside down crucifix is not a good sign. Right, right. Know? But regardless, <laughs> it is a you know savior type of a stance, basically. It is. Yeah, that's true. I I remember oh, really cool. being like, <gasps> like clutching my pearls, like, oh, <laughs> I see what you're doing here. Cool. Anyway, but it's in the context cool. of her like trying to one up Luke, which is cute. That is really cool. Um, I kind of got emotional when you were talking about it. See, I think... This is the kind of stuff she interjects. It's just... It makes it really... Just so much more... um, Well done, seems. It's very well done. But I was just going to say, I feel like this conversation is just... The only thing I'm going to truly get out of this conversation, besides finding out why you, like, cried so hard. (laughs) And I'm very interested to hear about that. Mm -hmm. 
it's I'm I'm just gonna feel like why wasn't this the movie? That's all I'm gonna think. Oh, that's so many I'm times, so many times. Like I understand why they're not gonna put the extra training in there, but there are so many things like the like the thing about Palps's body not dying. You know, is ready to die. Like that's why time was of the essence. They could have easily stuck a line in there about that. Like what? Yeah. That would have made more sense to me. I wouldn't have been like why now like why is he like you got 16 hours i remember thinking that like well what's what's in 16 hours i don't understand <laughs> you had 16 hours yeah okay. it's, it was i don't get it in the movie totally get it now he, he was gonna die he needed to get the show on the road immediately yeah okay so let's skip to um kylo on mustafar okay um really good stuff like obviously they didn't even tell us he was on mustafar so just yeah crimes <laughs> like, against humanity like come on <laughs> literally why didn't you tell people that you know ugh, dumb anyway um oh sorry i was getting my my, my i have so many books on my lap right now oh yeah you're good okay also, so when i muted my mic they couldn't hear that i said get close to the mic that's why she said sorry because she wasn't close to the mic sorry i was not <laughs> close to the mic i am very close to the mic now okay, <laughs> okay. so kylo and mustafar um yeah. i guess we know this now because we've all researched it and we know that he was on mustafar that the people he was plowing down are um oh yeah who are they Sith like I loyalists still they're oh. Sith loyalists, and they were there to protect Vader's legacy. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what they were doing there. And in order to get to the um, Wayfinder, he had to kill them all because they were not going to easily let him have it. Yeah. Okay, so he kills them all. Oh, that makes sense why the... Uh when C-3PO, when, when, like, the gang has, like, fallen underground, and he's like, oh, this is a... Uh, what, what, what were these people again? You said Sith sympathizers or something like that? Uh, I don't think they have a definite name. They're just cultists. Okay, but like C-3PO is talking about how, like when he finds that symbol on that speeder or whatever, and he says, Oh, yeah. This is the mark of a Sith loyalist or something like that? Yeah, I don't know if it's the same group or not. Well, maybe it's not the same. Who's to say that it's just like same group? Like you can be a Sith sympathizer and not be part of a group you know what i mean i like that like that element of continuity i guess is all i'm saying okay it's kind of cool so here also you think i'm crazy no um <laughs> also quality quality easter eggs all of this oh, book yeah done yeah. right nostalgia and easter eggs done right like they don't cool. beat you over the there are some deep 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 cuts in this book like stuff that i'm like I just had the feeling, oh, I think that's probably an Easter egg, and I Googled it, and sure enough, it was something out of a... There were a couple things in this movie that were from a Star Wars role-playing game, um, uh, like, accessory book. Like, you play... Whoa. You know how in Dungeons & Dragons you have your core books, but then you can buy like, these supplementary books? Yeah, these cuts were from the supplementary books... Dang. that went with this role-playing game so that's how that's deep wild. some of them are i never heard of any of that i had to look it up but anyway a very cute a very a good easter egg that i liked was the 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 f kind of weird forest where kylo was killing all these cultists is called oh, yeah. 
the oh, woods God. of Corvax Fen. Corvax being a reference to the Vader Immortal um, uh, games where you what's uh, rea- <laughs> oh my god I'm so old what, <laughs> you put the headset on it's like VR VR yes <laughs> jeez and I've watched playthroughs we're doing a podcast and you don't know what VR you is you know what don't judge me I'm almost 50 <laughs> and I'm sick so leave me alone okay fine that's fair anyway that's from the Corvax name it has to do with characters in that game which I've watched the play. You should watch through some playthroughs of that. It's a very interesting story that they're telling on Mustafar and why Mustafar got turned into this um, fire lava world. It used to be like a lovely place. And then. Oh, is this the same game you find out that there was like a battle and like, or an, or a feud? A feud? There was like, yes, yeah, something. And then it's a husband, I, I and, it's a husband and a wife. And one of them dies. It's basically Padme and Vader all over again. There's a husband and a wife. One of them dies. The other one sacrifices the, basically the life force of the planet to try to bring their spouse back. And oh. that's why Mustafar is like a hellhole. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, Woods of Corvax Fen is where he's actually fighting them. That's really and cool. and like he also name. is saying like, people, you know, people think this this world is lifeless but that's actually not true it's actually teeming with life just different forms of life that can live in the lava and and yeah, stuff like that man. so that was interesting okay so apparently this whole thing dropped on the internet i didn't look at it because i didn't want to get spoiled on the book at all but that crazy big baby head with the spider on it the oracle in whoa, whoa, the book whoa, 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 whoa. did i not tell you about this <laughs> what 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 what? (laughs) the last 30 seconds i have no idea what you just said you repeat that there was concept art of okay kylo on mustafar okay yes yes i do remember talking to this thing that somehow got called the oracle maybe that was like i remember this it did look like a spider with it looked like the thing from avatar a big baby head with a spider on it yeah (laughs) has a name it has a name where is it? The <laughs> Eye? Oh my gosh, I can't read my writing. Ooh, the Eye of Sauron? <laughs> oh my lord, I can't read it. The Eye of Webbish something. Oh, Sorry, cool. I can't read it. Anyway, yeah, what the heck? Babyhead and Spider have a name. And <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> they are in the book described as being locked in a symbiotic relationship <sighs> of pain, okay. though. Ooh. it's very painful to be oh. in this symbiotic relationship so it is direct reference to the sith and the rule of two and um very interesting so in the book he gets the wayfinder from the eye of webbish something i can't read in my writing instead of from the cultists that's really cool. Because they cut all that out. Why they cut that out? I don't know. It's cool. It's freaky. It's weird Star Wars. It's a. It's another reference to a symbiotic relationship, which I everyone loves when that happens. So. So cool. Why they cut this out? I'll never know. Yeah. What the heck? They gotta stop cutting the good stuff out, man. Yeah. It's irritating. Okay. But thank what God it's even. In, it's. I'm so happy it's in the book though, because it's really cool. Right. Okay. So he gets the wayfinder. He goes to Exegol. This made me laugh. <laughs> Because he says, it says, time and distance become near meaningless in exotic space. Meaning 
the unknown regions and i was like hey it's just like when we podcast time and distance <laughs> become near meaningless <laughs> okay. we record for three hours when we don't even realize it that is very true but anyway i found that interesting that time and distance near meaningless out in the unknown regions okay but that's literally einstein relativity just throwing star Wars. i know i know <laughs> so you know how there's like all this red like when he's flying there and yep. doing all those maneuvers yep. There's something called the glowing red mesh of hexes. Oh, don't even tell me that she went into like what that whole all that stuff is about. She did a little bit. <gasps> Dude, they're hexagons like though. They're hexagons. They're glowing red mesh of hexes. It's called the red honeycomb zone of exotic space, also referred to as the blood net and the ship eater. Just cool little details that I love. So cool, yeah. man. Just cool little details. This is the type of stuff I like, man. Oh, this is cool. That's cool. I know. That's cool. I just and that that may be an Easter egg of some time, of some kind. I didn't look that up. So maybe I that's a reference care. to that's, some other thing. That's so know. cool. Um that's so creative. Yeah. That's so creative. I agree. Um Okay, so he goes Jeez. to Palps, and that's where he finds out. He's like, oh, hey, that's an almond harness. I know what that is. Oh, hey, you're a clone, because I recognize that liquid that's being injected into you, because I'm a nerd, and I research the clones. Yeah, that's a big... That's that's a nerd. So funny. He's a nerd. Okay. Um, also, by the way, I don't think the people know the... Sig- we, I don't think we've ever talked about the significance of the hexagon. You just kind of, like, said that. Oh, I just really like hexagons, because they're supposedly the strongest shape there is i used yeah, to, i thought it was a triangle the, but i guess it's a hexagon but talk about the molecular connotation oh, i don't i can't i don't know <laughs> that stuff off the top of my head i'd have to no no, no but you, you've told me before it's it's like it's it's like the molecule shape of it is a popular molecule shape of uh benzene benzene that's what it is yeah 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 which i had to work with a lot in organic chemistry that's cool. Ugh, get a shiver thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just nerded out. My all right, so let, let's touch on the Knights of Ren, which I think we all are kind of disappointed oh, with how little they were utilized in the movie. Okay, this episode has to be under an hour and a half, or an hour and a half or less. Then stop I interrupting me and let me talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry. So the Knights of Ren um, had been off kind of doing their own thing, it seems, and when Kylo gets after he talks to palps and he's like i need you to kill the girl like asap he immediately was like not doing that um i want to rule side by side with her we are invincible when we're together and they're the homies yeah he's had never any intention of killing her it was always to get her to turn and so they could rule together yeah but he's like okay but i don't have a lot of time to mess around now so i'm gonna call in my boys (laughs) to help me find her the boys so and the, and you know they get a lot of uh, they're getting a lot of sto- backstory in the Rise of Kylo Ren comic anyway, which uh, I yeah, love. That's great. So yeah, that's really cool. They're talking about the whole mythology of that group in that comic, but it's interesting though that they were kind of off doing their own thing, and then he called them back together, and this is why he reconstructs his helmet because apparently he if you're hanging with them you gotta have your helmet because that's just part of the gig oh so he had he had had someone it says painstakingly scavenge the pieces of his helmet um from the supremacy (gasps) 
Oh, and that's then, cool. And so that's why they're all like standing around while he's getting his helmet made. It's kind of like a ceremonious almost. It's please tell me you see the the relationship between like the scavenging of his helmet parts and like Ray's scavenging. Oh, there's right? so much scavenging going on in this book. There's a lot. Nice. They use that term a lot for a lot that's, of different things. That's the trope, man. That's that's the trope of Ray. You know so I mean? anyway, he at some time had oh. <laughs> sometime in the past completed the trials of the Knights of Ren, and that's how he became their leader. And so he's just oh. their leader, and they still respect that he completed those trials and. So when he calls, they come. And cool. <laughs> and that's why he wanted his helmet or needed his helmet put back together cuz I guess you just you're not allowed to hang with them unless you have your helmet on. I don't know. But I liked the whole sequence in the book of her talking about like that guy who's making it. He's like Yeah. He's a Sith alchemist or something. Like there's a oh, lot of lore man. going on. I want this. I want this. Okay. Man. Sith alchemy? I know. It's very interesting. What the? I bet you they use benzene. <laughs> I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me... I guess I'm going to oh, have to just start Can we skipping. please just talk about what made you cry? Can we please just get to that? Yeah. Let's get to... Curious. Let's just drop that, I guess. Um, <laughs> drop that. I have wanted interaction between Ben and Chewbacca forever. <gasps> forever. Ooh. Because oh, no. when you love Ben Solo, as I do, you think about these things. And you think about the fact that he must have had a very close relationship with him as a child, as a youth. He is always yes. around. He's his father's best friend. He's his, one of his mother's best friends. <sighs> there is, there are yes. two references. Two, pages. two different scenes. Oh, cool. But here's the catch. One of those scenes is the scene from the concept art where he, where Kylo is interrogating Chewbacca when he's taken oh, captive. No, man. So no, man. it's pretty painful to it's pretty painful. Like, first of all, no. I hate that concept art. Like, it hurts me to look yeah. at that concept art. Man. So I'm picturing so that in my head as I'm reading this, yeah. but um, still. Wait, quick, oh, sorry, quick question, really quick. Uh-huh. When when Chewbacca is like, how is Chewbacca like narrated <laughs> in the book? Like, does he ever, is there ever like a, like, you know Well, I mean? <laughs> it's kind of like when he's talking to him, Kylo's doing all the talking and, you know, okay. at some point, Chewie growls at him and he's like, yeah, you know, I know you're mad. I know that. Like that's gotta be so hard. Basically, I know you think I'm trash. You know, it's it's, ugh, it's so. I, I, I'm just saying, I'm kind of nerding out because like that's gotta be so hard from like a writer's perspective. It's not because the reason he's there to interrogate him is to read his mind to find out where Ray is and what their plans are. That's why he's interrogating him. In the oh, first so place. I guess it works out that way then. So he cool goes into his mind and. When he's Ooh. in his mind, Chewbacca's Ooh. throwing at throwing at him all these memories. Han and Chewie when they were young. Leia oh, no. and Han when they were young and in love. <gasps> no. Oh. <laughs> it's so sad. It is the worst and also <laughs> yeah, you the best. Read it? Um, Pull that up. 
let me just read my notes. This is, I don't think this is a direct quote, but Kylo interrogates Chewie to find out where Rey is and her, what her mission is. Sees his memories with Han and Leia, cuddling baby Ben, teaching oh. him to fly a speeder, <gasps> pra- target practice, their blasters oh. set to stun against a dummy made of rocks. Uncle Chewie, he had called him. Oh! Oh! It's so painful, man. It hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. And it says, like, he's like, when he's done, he should feel like, okay, I got the information that I need, but it leaves him feeling just exhausted because he's just been shown all of these things again. And Man. That's nuts. But, okay, but that's the first time. Second time. The second time, and actually... When we were reading on the floor, I didn't even know that interrogation scene was in the book. Like I said, we were just kind of flipping through. Yeah. Well, that's so weird. Why would you flip through? We didn't even see Because it was... We didn't have all the time in the world. We were at C2E2. I mean, anyway. you did. Because you were at C2E2, but I get you. I but guess. the one scene that made me run away from her reading out oh, loud... Yes. Later on... Later on... And this is actually very cool. She does... A, she puts a couple of extra scenes in with... About Lando, um, which is... Yeah, awesome. Please, I yeah, feel like cool. I feel like they didn't. I feel like they underutilized him as well in the movie. Yeah, he was just a face. In the movie, yeah, it was just like, felt like, oh, here's Lando, so everybody can be happy about Lando being in it. <laughs> yeah, but he, um, he, the first time he walks on the Falcon again is very <gasps> emotional for him, and um, I'm gasping a lot this episode. I know. I'm telling you, I'm there's shocked. so much good stuff in this book. Um. And I'll get back to other stuff about him and his daughter, too, because apparently he does have a daughter, and she was taken by the First Order, so... <gasps> what do- the heck is this? It does not confirm that it's Janna, but... Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's cool. I they, like it not being It's confirmed. heavily implied that it could be Janna. Oh, sick. But in the that's end... Nuts. But in the end, after everything Dude. is over, oh, he um, he says, like, he's going to go back to Pisana and just kind of hang, and he's like, nope, you know what? It's going to be it's my mission now to find as many of these kids that were taken and try to reunite them with their families. Maybe I'll find my daughter, you know, that's like a direct parallel to the, 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 the narrative of fallen order, because that's like Mm. the whole thing with it is they're trying to like reunite kids with each other so that they can like learn the force together. And then, but then Cal, Cal takes an opposite turn. He, at the end of the game, sorry, this is a, this is totally spoiler written about the game. I just realized. Is it okay for me to talk about this? Do you think? I mean, you just said it's a spoiler. So if you don't want to know about Fallen Order, yeah. skip ahead so, 30 seconds. Yeah, sure. So at the end of the game, he decides maybe after he like gets the holocron map and he, he's like, okay, I can find all of them now. He's like, maybe we just leave the force up to that. You know what I mean? I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. I'm drawing comparisons. She probably didn't even think about that, but probably I not. like to think. Probably not, but I thought it was very um, cool that he makes that his mission at the end of the book, that that's what he's going to go off and do. There's actually, there's a lot of references in this book to the children that have been taken, the the children on Exegol, who have basically, what they're the children of, of Sith cultists. Whoa. That have been kept there their whole lives. That have been working Whoa. towards the Final Order project their whole lives. Whoa. What? There's <laughs> this the, is crazy man. The lady commander of the one Star Destroyer, you know, that blows up Kajimi. She has like a whole page 
dedicated to her, her face, but dedicated to her about how she was raised on Exegol, underground, basically made to work on this project. She's like a loyalist, though. She's all into it. This is so cool. Because she's bro. been brainwashed. So um, there's a lot of references to stolen children and. Um, Dang. Yeah, so yeah, don't the Jedi do that too? <gasps> That's, whatever. We're not going to go there. Okay. Okay, so anyway, Lando. Lando's walking onto the Falcon for the first time in many, many years. And cool. he's emotional and he talks about how. Um, Anything about L3? Just a little bit. I don't think there was, strangely. Oh, I thought there man. would be. I That's don't. Upsetting. Unless I missed it. But I don't think there was. But what he is talking about how how Han refitted the captain's quarters to sleep three Han Lee and Ben, in other words. And Ooh, that's that's good. That's cool. That he that's was mad that he was mad at first that he turned his closet <laughs> oh. into a, a playroom? Co captain's quarters. Oh. So Chewie's <laughs> quarters. <laughs> They okay. were so the clo- where Chewie sleeps is where the closet used to be. Oh, and he's kind of thinking about like, oh yeah, I remember how I was so mad about that when he took out my closet. Um, <laughs> That's so funny, man. So he goes into Chewie's quarters, and he knows that there's like a secret compartment in there because they used to put smoke. You know, he used to smuggle stuff. So he's like, mm, should I open it? Of course I should. I'm a scoundrel. So he opens Ooh. it. There's a hollow disc in the secret compartment. And this is what made you freak out. This part. This is the part that made me run away from the <laughs> like, no. reading aloud. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Booking freezer immediately. I'm leaving. Goodbye. You're really trying to make that phrase a thing. Well, it's from friends. Oh, it's from friends. Yeah. I didn't realize. Friends. Oops. Um, anyway, he turns on the holodisc and it is a hologram of Chewie holding baby Ben. And he's like giggling and pulling on his fur and just like being adorable. And they clearly love each other. And yeah, so Dang. heartbreak. That's wild. And then I think that's when he's like so many lives ruined by the First Order. So many children's lives ruined. My daughters, Han and Leia's oh. son. This sounds so good. We have to stop this. Like, we're stopping them. We're going to stop them. Because we've lost too much. They've taken too much. And I'm done. Dang, dude. Yeah, it's so good. This is good. Heartbreaking, but (laughs) so good. This is so cool. I know. That's like an idea that I haven't even considered since Force Awakens, obviously, when they briefly touch on the fact that every person in the First Order was taken as a child. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what happened to their past? You know what I mean? Yeah, so I really liked the... Like I said, the conclusion that that's his mission after everything's over. That he's that's gonna dope. Try to reunite these kids with their parents or families. Okay. Jeez, oh, man, that's really cool. Glad Lando got a shout out. I Chewie, know. clearly the writer also wanted to see some Chewy Ben action just as much as you did. I mean, there is no question that she loves Ben Solo a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. Because there is Come just on. there's so much like. What was what was one of my big complaints about the movie? Like you've got Adam, best actor of the of the generation, driver at your disposal to use in this movie, and he's Wasted. in it 
so very little. He doesn't know, have any man. lines at the end. Like, you don't see Ugh. anything much. You know, it's like, what are you doing? And yeah. there's just a lot. If you love Ben Solo, I can't imagine that you won't like this book because there, <laughs> there's just so much more interior thought and like his what is what he's thinking, how he's uh, how he thinks about Ray, how he thinks about Leia, how he thinks about Han and Chewie, and there's just a lot in this book about him that I love, and I can't That's even go cool. into it. There's too much. There's really too much. Yeah, sounds like it. Oh, uh, let me bring this up quick because I know there's so many Rose stands. She does oh, have yeah. more scenes. She has more scenes in this book. Still not nice. a ton. Oh, well, what are you going to do? But there is a scene with Rose and Ray together. They are clearly oh, very good friends. She. It's a yeah. lovely scene. Why it wasn't in the movie, I want to know. Because it should have been. There's no reason. Because their excuse was, oh, Rose's scenes were with Leia, and we cut a lot of those because they didn't look good. Well, this scene is not it's with ray and it actually it's just as enjoyable is lovely like she's they're friends and she's she's like fixed the falcon up for her as fast as possible so she could leave and they Heck hug level. and like it's it's such a moment and also rose plays a very important part in the eventual victory in exegol because it's her research on the specs of those ships that leads her to tell them you know Which what the command aim aim for the cannons because oh gotcha yeah if those cannons are able to destroy a whole planet then they got to be super juiced so if you attack the cannons oh, see okay so i feel like this writer is very similar to me and what i want to see from star wars in that she is in to technicality the nitty-gritty information you know what I mean? Like, this is the stuff that you don't get in the movies. You know what I mean? And that you can't because that would take time and money. Well, I but don't like, think it would have taken time at all for her to, for Rose to just step up when they're having their big strategic meeting and being like, hey, I've studied the specs. Aim for the cannons because actually, if they're blowing up planets, they're going to be but that, uh, volatile. But that's it what I'm saying. Like, two the, seconds. Sci the scientific component of Star Wars is not really a big component in the movies. Well, it's like not how, in this how, one. How, like, machinery actually works in Star Wars. I don't know. Like, I'm kind of into that. I, like, I don't like, even feel like that's overly technical. It's just common sense. And, yeah, that's why they're aiming at the cannons. Because Rose told them to. Because she did the work and figured it out. Right. But I'm also talking about what you said earlier about how there's, like, a Sith alchemist. Like, <laughs> what the heck is that? <laughs> that's, like, severe nerdy stuff. He has a name, stuff. too, that alchemist. I can't remember what it is. It's something like Al <laughs> Albrecht or something like that. I like him. He's like a monkey guy. Sort of. He looks <laughs> monkeyish. Yeah, he's cool. Okay, what else? What else? What else? What else? Let me. Is get there me. anything on that slug dude who's in one scene in the movie and who got mega hype? Yeah, I think there's just a brief little blurb about him. Oh, you know what there is? There's more Babu. <laughs> nice. <laughs> she explains. <laughs> you remember how when they get to um, Kef Beer, where the where the Death Star is. And Jana rides up on him, and she's like, hey, my friend Babu told me that you guys are important and I need to help you. And you're like, what the heck? Like, how is she talking to Babu? <laughs> Why oh. is she talking to Babu? <laughs> I guess it's, I never thought of it it's that kind of in the It's kind of in the book. Like, he, they, they explain, like, yeah, he has contacts all over the place. <gasps> Babu. Oh, my gosh. There is an Easter Whoa. egg. 
Okay. It involves Bobby Frick. <laughs> I almost fell off my chair. Like Loba? No, God, I wish it wasn't oh, Loba. Man. But you know who it was? Or Can you I know guess? what the reference is? You'll never guess in a million years. Never. Let me guess. Mm-mm. Is it, it, it? It's a character, right? Yep. He contacts a character that's big. Well, no, it's not a con. It's not a character that he contacts. It's just a scene where he's repairing. You know, he's he works with droids, so he's customizing a droid for someone, oh. a client. Watto. No, just let me tell oh, you. We don't have that time for this. So cool. Okay, okay, okay. Fine. He's he's customizing a battle droid for a client, upgrading him with more um, like able to think independently and oh. he's missing an arm it's i don't even know if you've watched the the that animated lego show the um freemakers oh yeah wow that's that's crazy it sounds exactly like roger that would be crazy it sounds exactly oh, oh, like roger is he called roger in the show yeah he's called Roger. <laughs> that's so funny man so that's clever I don't see how to line it up that it is actually Roger, but here's the thing, like, here's where I'm leading, is that he made Roger. He upgraded Roger for the Freemakers, because he's done he's done this before. So... That's nuts. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so that cool. is the best Easter egg. I love that. That's so yeah, cute. That is cool. There's also a lot more jo- um, Jory. Zori. There's a lot more Zori in the book. You know what? Not and- gonna lie. If there's any new character that's been introduced that I am least interested in, it's got to be her from that movie. I mean, I wasn't that interested in her either, other than the fact I love Carrie Russell and that costume was kick-ass. But um, it, it talks about her and her crew a little bit more and and how... With Poe and stuff? How she... No, like her crew on the planet oh. and how oh, she okay. got off the planet and how Bo- her and Babu got off the planet before it got destroyed like that's all explained which is you know that's cool i'll take yeah. any detail i can get after continuity that, after that movie know? not telling me anything so thanks yeah nuts all right major theme of this book it repeats over and over again which i love like i said she got to do a lot more leia stuff because she wasn't boxed in by eight minutes of footage so oh, the writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so she expanded a lot on leia and a running theme in this book is people thinking to themselves, what would Leia do? So again, it's like a, it's like a Jesus, Jesus reference. Yeah. I mean, it's like a savior type of, uh, that's really cool. That's really cool. Never thought in a million years that would be done, but that's really cool. It was, I really thought that was cool. The way she was drawing those. Cause in the end, so let's talk more about Leia then. Okay. So in the movie, she's fine one minute and literally dying the next. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I cut him a break. They only have so much footage. I get it. Okay. But in the book, and they could have put these lines in. They could have give, given Maz these lines. They could have given Rose these lines. Like, they could have given anybody these lines to explain that the reason why her health is so deteriorating so quickly which is also a nice allusion to Palpatine, by the way, that he is also deteriorating quickly. Ah. Nice juxtaposition there. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because when she got blown out into space, yes, <laughs> yes, she came back, 
but there was basically irreparable damage done to her body and 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 it's been kind of downhill ever since so she's into the realness dude she's into the realness i I appreciate this i loved it so much i loved it that's so cool um so that and and you remember you will remember how mad i was with the whole scene on the death star when when kylo and ray are fighting and leia speaks to him yeah and it's very unclear what is going on there like does Leia know that they're fighting? Is she trying to distract him so that Ray has the upper hand? Does she have any, or does she not know they're fighting? And it's just like, why is the timing of that the way it is? Basically, it was my big question. It just wasn't clear in the movie to me. I thought it was poorly executed. But did the book explain? Totally cleared it up. Bro. So she, she is. She thought of everything. Oh, gosh. Okay, so Literally. all along the book, Luke is speaking to her saying basically saying it's time it's very close to being time and leia's like no 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 no. i've got to see this through i if i I can't go now i've got too much work to do i can't oh this is so this but but luke is just like but it's time you know you know it's getting to be time oh luke is talking to her yes he's talking to her through the force whoa telling her did we not get that dude telling her it's time it's very close it's time to go such a beautiful thing that's so good and she resists like the whole book yeah of course um because she thinks that if she leaves everything will fall apart i'm sorry wait you're not i don't think you made this clear so luke is saying it's time throughout the whole book once or once or twice in the once or twice yeah being like oh interesting you know it's almost time to go you know come on and and you need to let go and she's like no 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 i got stuff to do oh so um that all happens leading up to you know that moment when she's (laughs) she she knows that and it she even flashes in her head to and i don't know if luke must be showing this to her or if she just knew that this was what happened to luke on octu but she thinks about how his last effort to save the resistance and reach out to ben was his ultimate act of hope and sacrifice on their behalf Uh and so she at that moment decides i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to talk to him one more time this is it this is my last time and it's gonna kill me and i know it but oh but at that point she's resigned herself to know like okay ray is oh my god what is the line oh my god it made me cry so hard she's <laughs> like i you know i am leia organa skywalker solo ray is going to carry out my skywalker legacy poe is going to carry out my organa legacy and i want ben to take up his solo legacy so i'm going to reach out to him one more time it's so good it's That's so just- that's like poetry oh man. god that's actual poetry type of stuff i know sobbing that's I was so cool, sobbing man. reading this so Jeez. it has nothing to do with the fact that they're fighting she does i it there's no, yeah, no indication i, mean, I that kind she of even assumed knows. i, I didn't assume that it was confusing oh, to me okay. the way that it was cut and put together on the film it was confusing to me it is yeah i can see how it could be confusing but okay so dang 
um she you know and luke was the one that was like you gotta give it one more shot you just get gotta try to get him one more time and so she does and it kills her as we know in the movie but um just the way that she put that together and the and the how yeah, she's bro. doling out her legacy to three different people and i think it even says like one last um you know one last time she's gonna hope that he can be brought back to the light and so she does that and then she dies so like her communicating with him is like representative of her last try having hope it's her last hope yes oh but that's kind of sad though because if she dies does that mean she's lost hope no i don't know she's she they may they're paralleling it to luke's sacrifice Right, okay. In the same way, like trying to reach him and saving the resistance on crate. Um, like with all their with all her power, she like puts her hope into With everything she has left, she puts in the hope okay. that okay, this one yeah. last time will bring him back. Oh man, that is so good. <laughs> it really really is. That is so awesome, man. Star Wars is cool. Star Wars is cool, man. Star Wars is cool when you got the right person writing it. I was going to end this episode with saying like, wow, Star Wars is cool. <laughs> like, all this really cool deep cut stuff. Yeah. But I gotta say it now. It's so cool. Wow. Um, so, yeah. I, I just want, I just want, uh, Ray, Ray Carson. Correct? Mm-hmm. Carson. I just want you to know if you ever hear this, because I know you and my mom are best friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I haven't even read your book yet, and I'm practically tearing up. Mm-hmm. So, job well done. Job extremely well done. Okay, yes. let me just since we're let's just bring this up there's a thing in the movie we kind of talked about this earlier today about luke's lightsaber and that ray you know ray's training with it it called to her there's a line in the movie that a lot of people were pissed about and it was the line where she says to leia someday i'll earn your brother's lightsaber and she gives it back to leia as though it's not she's not worthy of it or something yeah, that's just like straight up, like I come on, man. Hated that. I hated. Yeah, that's it. gross. And I still hate it. But yeah, at least in the book, we learn that Ray is already building her own lightsaber. She's working on it. Um. And it says like she's she's thinking she wants a quarter staff. She's thinking she wants to hinged a you know double, like a hinged deal. Like and the so, thing that she spites in the in the cave. Exactly. Later on, that's, cool. that's a reference to that. So she's working on her own lightsaber. But, you know, in the meantime, she's fixed um, the Skywalker saber, and that's still what she's using. But in the book, um, she, the Ray Carson spins it. So it's like Ray knows that this lightsaber is extremely important to leia like it's her it's the it's like a um you know an heirloom a family heirloom it's the last thing she has left of her brother she gives it back to her every day when she's done training she always gives it back to leia when she's done oh so this giving it back to her in the movie is just another day where she gives it back to leia because she knows it's a very important item to her and she and leia it would be very hard for her to give it to ray because she's attached to it right okay still hate that line a lot 
Because <laughs> it's BS. She. But again, like she appreciates. She's trying, man. But she's she tried. Trying. She tried to spin it in a way that is not offensive anymore. And yeah. like, okay, like if maybe they had made this clear in the movie that she's okay. just that she's just not Sorry. done with her own saber yet, and she needs to train with something, and that Leia's yeah. particularly protective and attached to it. Okay, like, I, and the way that feasible. Yeah, feasible. And if in they, Star Wars, feasible. And if they hadn't have used, you know, the verbiage that they used in the movie to make it seem like she's just not worthy of it, dummies, <laughs> dummies. They just didn't even think about it. I'm sure they didn't even think for one second people were going to get mad at that. Honestly, and okay. To me, it's I obvious. We've put in like five or six hours just recording talking about how much you hate the mm-hmm. rise of skywalker and throughout our conversations including off off mic i always think to myself like yeah okay i see i see your problem with it but i'm just i can't hate it like i don't dislike the movie because it's star wars and it's just so like i like the visuals and the music and the acting's okay and like you know it was, it was good the acting's great on like the part of adam driver obviously and Daisy Ridley, that's not what I'm saying. But there was something holding me back. Hearing all of this and the potential being actualized now for it to have been on the screen and in the movie, I'm like, that movie, straight trash, dog. That movie, straight and trash. They had, I mean, they could have they could have made it three hours long, put all this stuff in it. I would have been and so And it would happy. have been so much more... I would have hated it. Okay, I still would have hated the things that I hated. But... I don't think I would have felt as uh, just betrayed as I felt. Right. Um, okay, so uh, I just uh, I haven't uh, even touched on Raylo yet, dude. We're uh, in an hour and a half. Let me just say this, okay? Okay. For peop- and to be to be honest with you, Raylo, with me and Raylo, it's kind of like okay, Raylo's cool, so you don't need to get into like too much with. Okay, me, I, I know, I know, but there are people pitching a fit online because they, like I said, they've seen these passages taken out of context of the novel, and they're trying to align it with their context of the film, and it's not fair. And here's why it's not yeah. fair: um, because there's so much Raylo in this book that when you get to the kiss. And the fact that she uses the word gratitude, it's not the only word she uses. She uses a long string of words to describe this kiss. But people are mad because they feel like she's just saying, you expect me to believe that was just a thank you kiss? No, she doesn't expect you to believe that that's just a thank you kiss. She's using the word gratitude because he just brought her back to freaking life. Would you not be (laughs) thankful? (laughs) Would you not be yeah. thankful of someone who just gave their life force to bring you back to life? I'd be I, thankful. Yeah. But there's so much <laughs> other stuff in this book where she describes how they feel about each other, what they think about each other. It is written like a straight, like I said, like a straight up YA romance novel. The In totality, if you take the whole thing together, that is why the word gratitude did not rattle my cage because (laughs) I read the whole book and there are things in there that are downright sexy. Like there's no way around it. There are (laughs) things that he thinks that are hot. And there are things that like at one point, I I remember at one point 
her thought about him saying her name like that's hot all right all right relax relax the (laughs) raylo is alive it's fully in this book like don't worry about it it's she's not an anti-raylo i promise everyone there's no (laughs) way there's way too much stuff going on in this book otherwise to for the word gratitude to make to to just ignore all of the rest of it and just focus on that one word like there's no point in that in my opinion so people are taking like so you mean when people are taking like excerpts from the book there are like sentences or like paragraphs posted online and when people read it out of context of reading the entire book before like the rest of it yes. they think oh my what the like yes and they're freaking out uh, because they think she's literally describing it as a thank you kiss with no romantic that's just overture. dumb because no. they haven't read the book man exactly exactly <laughs> what and i've tried okay, to exp- i've tried my best to tell as many people as possible just read the book man you will feel better i think it's just that one word i understand it's inflammatory a little bit like mm, okay but um and people were worried about there being a whole thing with ray getting with finn afterwards that's not there that's oh. not <laughs> it's not there come on now man they she uses the word friend at least two or three times to describe oh. their relationship. <laughs> so friend zone, even in the book. It's very Just... friend zone. <laughs> yes, he loves her, and she loves him, but it, there's nothing. There's nothing there in a romantic to make me think she was even hinting at that. I will say this though: they do not come right out and say verbatim that he was going to tell her he's force sensitive. That kind of bugs me. Like I wish they just would have gone that and made it definite that that's what he was trying to tell her. Okay, I don't don't care, but okay. But it's heavily implied that that's what he was trying to tell her. Okay. So, oh my God. And then there's a scene, this kind of threw me. She mind tricks him. Full on mind tricks him. Who, Finn? Yes. Whoa. Yes. When? Um, I think it's on Pasana. And I think it's when she knows Kylo's coming and she wants to, she has to go out there, but she doesn't want anyone to come with her because they'll get hurt. And Finn's being annoying and he's like, no, I gotta go in. And she's, and she's just like, no, you're staying. And then, and then like it cuts to the next paragraph and it's like, Finn's head felt fuzzy, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) How did he get like, he was going to go out there, but he didn't. Hmm. How'd that happen? Like, (laughs) that's funny. She totally mind tricked him. So, but even just even the way that like I'm sorry I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of geeking out about Ray Ray Carson all right I'm mm-hmm. kinda, I kind of am I like this we must stand I'm just I stand you. I very much stand this because that's a great way to represent mind trick in a book you know mm-hmm. what I mean like kind of make it like you just kind of like just ever so slightly throw it in and then you develop it and then people are people who know Star Wars will know that that's referring to the mind trick you know what I mean yeah very clever like that's an easter egg and how it's given is like super clean in that way you know what i mean yep i enjoyed it like imagine reading the words ray ray did a mind of jedi mind yeah trick no it's like, very no. it's just implied and it's subtle but she totally did snaps and so also uh, the other thing that the other raylo thing that made me smile was that um you know how in the trailer He's walking out of the water and he says, but I do. Like, she says, nobody knows me or yeah. whatever, oh, but nice. I do. And everyone was so mad that that wasn't yeah. in the movie. <laughs> Even I was a little mad. <laughs> there are two 
but I do's in this book when he's talking to Ray. Two. Just like short lines in the paragraph? No, we're, but well, I do. Well, it's one time when they're talking on, um, I think they're on the Star Destroyer, I want to say. Ah. Uh. And he's like, he's telling her, like, no one understands you. I know, like, they don't get it, but I do. And then she's, she's still mad. It's, I'm telling you, there's hotness in this book. <laughs> so then. I'm sweating. And then the other. <laughs> okay, settle down. And then the other time is on the Death Star. It's, it's Star pretty Wars much. getting promiscuous. Pretty much plays out the way it was implied in the trailer and that we never got to see. She's a freaking hero of the people. I'm just. Uh, Ray Carson, who? hero oh, yeah. of the it people. It sounds like it, man. She's at least a hero of the Benemptionists and the Raylos, I feel like. And of Colin. Because I now. like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little pleased. I have a smile on my face. You can't see it. All right. But dang. There's, okay, I'm sure there's so much more, but let me flip through people. I asked people specifically for their questions. Just, cer- oh, just okay. certain people. I'm um, not talk then. Is Finray in game on Tatooine? No, it is not at all. Is Anakin's name mentioned at all? It is mentioned, um, yes. Like I was talking about the dyad when he, Palps was trying to make a dyad out of Anakin and him that and I can't remember if he's mentioned anymore there's no there's no Anakin coming to Ben which god I just wanted that to happen so bad and it just (laughs) didn't and I'm still upset about it um how is Leia reaching out to Ben described um I think I already talked about that why that moment what is she thinking okay any new stuff about the dyad I already talked about that was Palps actually inhabiting a Snoke clone and using a different voice, or was Snoke some kind of cloned ah. minion? Um, they barely talk about Snoke. It's like I think I already mentioned everything they talked about him. Not a lot more information. Um, but my ex- suggestion is read the Rise of Kylo Ren comic because you do get some more Snoke in there. Um, does anyone <laughs> tell Ben I love you? No one verbatim Ooh. tells Ben I love you. But That's okay. it is mentioned in the text of the book, not in quotes, but it is mentioned in the text that Leia, and a lot, that Leia loves her son. It That's, is mentioned, for sure. and that, That's so good. Yeah. They never say Ray loves Ben. Like, they never say that. They never say Ben loves Ray. But it is, it, in my, you know tinfoil hat opinion i bet she was told you can't say that uh, yeah there's uh, if she did that immediate 50 percent cut off of people who would read that book you know what i mean like that would be a bad unfortunately I'm glad it was i not, just yeah. i have that feeling in my gut that she was told you can't have them say i love you to each other not allowed yeah. okay um are yeah. ray oh here we go are ray and ben one now oh yeah so the way the dyad is described in the book is that they are one they've always been one but they are also separate it's almost like again it's like a jesus reference it's a trinity reference like yeah yeah definitely god the father god the son god the holy spirit are one but separate it's literally the same concept but in the force it's in the force they are one in the force but they are also separate living people so um I guess I should talk about his death in the book because I, I have a feeling people are going to be mad that I haven't addressed this. Oh, geez. Okay. It's, it is done in such a way, um, again, like, t- 
to me, super romantically written. And my, you know, my big uh, thing about this movie is that she appears to leave him behind, doesn't yep. care, hops in her X-Wing. He's not on <laughs> Tatooine. She's not even thinking about him. Not so in this book. He actually speaks to her through the force after he dies, after he fades, and basically says, I'm going to always be with you. And she out loud says, no one's ever really gone. <gasps> she cries. Sick. She's very sad. Like they're, uh, again, hero that's of the cool. people. Yeah, that's thank actually you, awesome. Thank you. Good reference. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And referencing Tatooine. Oh, oh yeah. They make it very, she makes it very clear. Not staying there. She is cool, there cool, to cool, cool. bury the okay, lightsabers yeah. and as a monument to Luke and Leia, and she's yeeting immediately. Like, she's on <laughs> her way back to the Falcon, in fact, after she does all of that. When the old lady stops her and asks her who she is. Uh-huh. So, it's made very clear that she's not staying. The visual storytelling is so bad in that movie that that oh, is yeah. very unclear. Yeah, it is. So. Well, good makes it very you know makes it obvious that she's not staying and she does think of, like she's thinking in her head basically i i survived this and i survived the emperor um because i had the support of my friends in the resistance and the support of these jedi that came to me and then she said this is another thing people are mad about and i'm like guys <laughs> how are you mad about this um <laughs> how are you mad and, she, and then it's like new sentence and ben in italics it's like it's like emphasized oh. that she's oh. thinking of him but it says and ben comma she reminded herself so people are like oh she has to remind herself that her <laughs> half of her soul i'm like you guys again <laughs> You're taking it out of context of the full novel, which is super duper Raylo, in my opinion, and and their relationship is very clear in the rest of the book. Like yeah. some of the writing about how she does feel like half her soul is gone when he dies. Like that's in there. Yeah. 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 That's that's what the movie needed, and they didn't give it to us, and now we have this woman the hero of the people ray carson who's giving us these moments that we desperately wanted why are you mad about that <laughs> stop I mean, it i don't get it because like you you say how there's like all this turmoil about like fan fictions you know what i mean turmoil but this is like a canon fan fiction essentially i mean how, how are you mad i <laughs> like, don't say this as an it. insult either i say it as a compliment yes this re like i said it reads like a ya romance novel to me it is very yeah. fan fictiony in a sounds lot like of ways. Yeah, sounds like it. So, but it also works in the context of the film, which I think is honestly like I know I'm it's kind better of than the film. About Ray Carson right now, way but better. I, I know, I know, but it's not trumping the film at the same time, which is like incredibly, like that must have been hard. What do you mean trumping like, it? She can't change things if they're telling her not <laughs> well, to. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like if she's given that limit. That's a big limit. 
Like, I know, like, obviously you can't change anything that was in the movie because that's already been done and already been shown to people. But, like, still, that's hard. That's gotta be hard, don't you think? To, like, appease all of these, like, factions within the fandom and stay true well, to the narrative. okay, that's here's incredible. the thing. Like, there should be no effort to appease. Tell the story correctly okay, okay, and you're yeah, going I, to I, I appease. Guess, yeah. yeah. Tell a good story and everybody's going to be happy. Well, of not course, everybody, yeah. but a lot of people will be happy with that. They did not tell the story properly in the movie. And therefore, yeah. people be mad about it forever. Like, it's just the way it is. Anyway, back to questions. Um, how is Ray portrayed on Tatooine? I already kind of talked about that. Yep. Finn's thought processes. Um, <laughs> like, why does Finn do the dumb things that he does? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's just super duper worried about Ray a lot. Because he, oh, yeah. she's his first friend. That yeah. you know, they bonded well, as friends. Poe po is his first friend. Oh, that's true. Don't get it twisted, bro. I guess that's true. Yeah, but they're like he. They got separated kind of right away too. Um, and I think it says somewhere in there like they started their friendship saving each other, and that is just the friendship dynamic that they have. They are always looking out for each other, and. She's always trying to keep him safe. She, he's always worried about her. Like, that's just their dynamic. Gotcha. And, and yeah. she, she says a few times, like, Finn is the most kind person that that she knows. And that, you know, I think she even says something like, um, he would have been a really great Jedi or something like that. Or I forget. But Dang. Um, again, friends. <laughs> friends yeah. they friends friends um does you have his power come off any better in the book no it still sucks <laughs> <laughs> it's still yeah. lame sorry that i that just can't be rescued that's just such a bad line that it can't be rescued yikes um is it the story or editing that comes off choppy Ooh. I think both. I think they both suck because in this book, <laughs> everything seems to flow nicely and she's put in all this extra stuff as well, clarifying and just adding layers. So I still live with the fact that just both the storytelling and the editing in that movie were garbage. Okay. I appreciate that question, though. It's a good question. More info on Ray's parents. Um, yeah, I talked about that. How okay, the dad yeah. is a clone. Nothing on the mom. Um, I don't think. Dang. The force connection between Ben and Leia. We covered that. How does Leia's character play since it's not all based around used footage? I think I talked about that a lot too. It plays awesome. Like, oh my god, <laughs> the whole, the whole. It's so good. Um, expanded scenes. There are many. Um, Extra Zori, extra Babu, extra Lando, extra Chewie and Ben. We didn't really talk about Poe much. Oh yeah, I never. I but we don't. We don't, we don't need to talk <laughs> about Poe too much. But but is is there like? No. Do we get some? It's pretty oh, much. Okay. I can't think of any extra Poe stuff. Oh dang. <gasps> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, this no, was. Man. It's one forty. Amazing. No 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 no. I thought of Brandon Boylan immediately oh. <laughs> when I read this. Shout out. I'm going to have to find the actual page. Please bear with me. Flipping oh my through. Gosh, man. Talk while I'm flipping. Okay. Uh, 
Guys, I wrote a violin piece. No, piece. talk about Star Wars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not about your um, piece. <laughs> um, Shoot. I'm trying to decide on what scene to do as my final project now that I'm a new sound recording technology major, and I'm trying to decide on whether to do a Star Wars scene or not, but then I'm realizing it's really hard to do a Star Wars scene, because if I do do a Star Wars scene, like, imagine having a sound effect spliced over, this, like, a lightsaber turning on. Whack. Isn't it whack, Mom? Whack. Yeah, it's whack. <laughs> Dang it. Why um, can't I find this? I just built one of my small Lego ship, one of my small, like, Lego Star Wars ships the other day. A stress relief. Thanks, Mom. Okay, I found it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, when all Jeez. the sh- when all the ships show up on Exegol. Oh. Specifics. Ah yes, here we go, bro. Ship talk. Mon Calamari fleet standing by. Came another voice. Phantom squadron standing by. Ghost standing by. Oh. Anodyne two standing Whoa. by. Alphabet 2, standing by. And here's the one Whoa. that's going to blow your socks off. Wait, 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 let me guess, let me guess. Slave 1. <laughs> Zay Versio with Inferno Squad, standing by. And here's the last one that's going to be awesome. <laughs> okay, Fireball right. here. Hi, everyone. Cut the chatter, Kaz. A deep voice responded. You don't watch Resistance, so you don't know about that. No, I know what that is. Anyway, hey, hey, I was like, I know what that is. Oh boy, that's awesome, man. Oh my goodness, bro! Inferno Squadron is still around. Inferno bruh. Squadron is still around. Kaz is still flying the fireball, and the deep voice I assume is Jaeger, who is oh, also yeah. maybe still around. Um, doesn't that's say who's so flying cool, the ghost man. though. Doesn't say who's flying the ghost. Probably the sun. Probably the sun. Ooh, Jason. And um, the Anodyne 2 is a reference to TLJ. Oh, yes. It was that last ship that got blown up by the First Order, the very last one. Yep. Um, So this is another ship. And I guess it's an Old Republic ship, too, which I didn't know until I looked that up. Yeah, that's why I thought it was cool. I didn't realize you didn't know that. Anyway. That's an old ship. Anyway, that's awesome. I love <laughs> that's just cool. I love that cool. moment. Again, it's like yeah. another moment that's just so much better in the book because she's giving us references and details that make it hit resonate so much more than that movie did. But it's not cheesily presented. No. Also. No. Appreciate so, that. oh, like that I was so excited when I read that. And I'm no, like, put oh the my book God. down. We got to wrap this up. We got to wrap this Brandon's up in 15 minutes cry. under the curfew. Okay. Um <laughs> Okay. Ray, it's like practically confirmed. Ray goes to the world between worlds nice, when she's lying though. there. They don't use that. They call it. They actually say we were laughing about this too because I'm sure they wouldn't let her say world between worlds. So she says the place between places. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but those voices, she didn't know who any of those people were because obviously she hadn't really met any of them so those are not individualized you know like to say who's saying what like kind of we can tell in the movie from the voices right but um interestingly they make a point to say that just because those voices came to her does not mean those people are all dead which to me means they got to be talking about ahsoka Right? Oh, oh, 
Mm-hmm. Possibly, yeah. Because she's really the only one that I can think of in those list of voices that we don't know for a fact is already dead. True. Yeah, I guess it's true. So. Is that true? And they also call it a confluence of the force, that she's at, she feels yeah. a confluence of the force. Ah, oh, yeah, that's a good word. That's a good word. That's, that's what the word. world between worlds is. So, girlfriend went to the world between worlds. So <laughs> shout out been there. to Rebels. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. No Mortis references? Direct references no, to No, no Mortis, not. unfortunately. That's okay. That'd be, that would feel forced. No yeah. pun intended. <laughs> I'm so. You're not gonna laugh. That was hilarious. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think fast so that you will stop yelling at me about us being so long. I got it right. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. the The whole scene on the Death Star two actually, I love from start to finish. They just ma- she just makes it more emotionally. I mean, I didn't think it could be any more emotional, but she actually makes it more emotional with, <laughs> with the interaction between Leia and then Han showing up cool and again also emphasized in this movie is how the healing power um she learns it from healing the kyber crystal in luke's saber like that's how she starts to learn how to um heal things with her force power but it's more than just using the force it's not something that you can do without literally giving yourself giving your own life force to someone else or something else so it's a little bit it it's real specific about that that you know when she heals kylo that knocks her down like she's down for a while after that because that took a lot out of her it's her half bro i know but i'm just saying she it, it even oh, another Raylo moment. Like it's so good. She's just like she <laughs> would have given. It says in the book she would have given her whole life to bring him back if she had to. Dang. She would have died for him right then and there. Had if she had to. Like come on, how are you going to tell me? Even Ray is a Raylo. <laughs> <laughs> of course she is. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's. Again, we you wouldn't know that. Book, man. You wouldn't know that unless you read the book. And so, therefore, the stuff that people are picking up on and being mad about, when you have that other stuff in context, stuff like that, for instance, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's not it's it doesn't it didn't shake I was not shook, yeah, so much with the verbiage that's chosen later on in the book that some people are taking issue with, yeah. Yeah, like you you don't say you don't say that, <laughs> you don't think that if you don't yeah. have deep feelings for someone. True. And then Fair. at that moment too, that's when he is like, he gets it. Like she was at great, um, you know, risk to herself. Yeah. I mean, True. she did try to kill me, but then. <laughs> but like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I know, but I'm just saying, like, that's the moment where he's like, my mother spent her last life force trying to help me. My father was trying to help me. My uncle was trying to help me. And Ray would have just given her life for me had if she had to. So that's the that's like the thought process of him when he's 
finally turns back to the light and be and bees Ben solo again. Yay. Okay, so a couple more questions. What killed Leia? Voluntary sacrifice or bad timing? I already went over that. What exactly was the Sith Citadel and Cultus? Are they all dead? Oh yeah. So yes, they appear to be all dead. And the Sith cultists were I assume she's asking about the like the people in the stadium. I think um, so, yeah. Honestly, I don't feel like they gave any specifics about who they were. They're just literally like acolytes. Like they worship Palps. They call him a, basically their god. His they call him their god. Palps. Which makes no sense <laughs> to me. I was just talking about this on Twitter. I will never be over the fact that he, he didn't have a bigger goal than to just rule the galaxy again. They should have had him, the goal, they should have had his goal be to become a god, to become part of the force, to have, to be the first Sith Lord to try to infiltrate the force. You know, there's no Sith, there's no dark side force ghosts. So that just would have been set, that would have just upped the game so much that that's what they would have been, that's if that was his goal, you know what I mean? That would have been just cool. So, it's just so plebeian, honestly. <laughs> oh, I'm just going <laughs> to rule the galaxy again, I guess. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> True, I didn't think about that. That was a tangent. That's funny. Yeah, Pop um, would want to be a god. He would. Yeah. I mean, he's already conquered, basically, how to be immortal. Yeah, <laughs> that's about he it. He knows how to <laughs> yeet his spirit into another body. So... <laughs> That's like all Greek mythology is. <laughs> gods turning themselves into humans and then going down to Earth and then, you know, gods being immortal and, like, all that. I'm just saying, Palps, think bigger. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. You're a businessman. You, you could do better than rule the galaxy again. It's boring. <laughs> You're an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. Do better, Palps. <laughs> Reach higher. Reach for the stars. Try going for Shark Tank. Maybe they'll give you a... <laughs> so are all the Sith cultists dead? Um, I think it does say they are totally destroyed, yes. And <laughs> was Kylo going to kill Rey on the Death Star? I mean, I don't think it says one way or the other in the Can a girl book? just like let out her anger? Catharsis, man. I I just I don't, I doubt it. Like, that was never his goal. He was never trying to kill her. He never once, and he says in the book, like, my goal is to turn her and rule with her. The end. Like, th he's not trying to kill her at any time. Right. He never even tried to kill her in The Force Awakens or in Last Jedi. So what would make him start now? This is fair. Uh, so in my opinion, no, he wasn't, but it's not really talked about in the book too much oh and you remember how i was like you remember how ray stands there and stares at the jungle during that one part and i was like what the heck what's what was that yeah. about was that like a remnant of a cut scene or something oh so, yeah so Lindsay guidati and i were both like what is that it's in the book actually that oh moment oh my gosh i of know how funny and basically she's she's trying she's about to leave um to go on her mission and she's thinking about how she loves forests and jungles and because they're green and it means life. 
but she's also struggling with having to say goodbye to Leia because she's about to leave. And she's also struggling because she only told Leia so much about her force vision that she had. She kind of kept the scarier parts from her. So she's trying to decide whether or not she should tell her everything or not. So it's just kind of like her staring out into the jungle, trying to figure out like, how do I say goodbye? Should I tell her the rest? Um, so yeah, I just think it was funny that that was in the book and that I had actually wondered about that. Um, well, do the outro. Let's go. (laughs) I guess, I guess that's, it if there's anything else that i want to talk about i reserve the right to revisit this in our next episode if i forgot something glaring that i'm going to kick myself the second we stop recording that i didn't talk about i would like to more i would like to address just uh a lot of the ben stuff and a lot of the raylo stuff at some point more okay but don't roll your eyes at me (laughs) i'm not man i'm not but now my roommates are starting to make noise because I promised them an hour and a half. Okay. 30 minutes over and I'm all right. all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Let me go down our stuff. Um, we are on Twitter at UnknownReachPod. I am on Twitter. My personal handle is at FreightAdjacent. We have an email, which, guess what? I still haven't checked after eight episodes. That is uh, UnknownRegionsPod at gmail.com. Colin is on Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. And we both have personal accounts on Facebook. Please reach out and tell us what you think about the novel, especially after, I mean, read it first. It's coming out in 15 days. I think I know. I have no clue. Comes out on my birthday, actually. Oh, hey. (laughs) 17th. Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm going to Disney World. I get to go to Oga's on my birthday. I'm, oh really yep oh me that's and, cool <laughs> me and my sister are gonna be at oga's on my birthday i ordered special ears and a special shirt of a uh, mandalorian <laughs> helmet made out of little shamrocks i'm very excited about it oh man hopefully disney world will not close because of viruses oh yeah oh yeah let's not talk about that i know Stress. our entire vacation might be canceled just keep that in mind <laughs> it could happen we'll see how fun have fun. Yeah, that'll be really fun. I'll be not sad at all or upset. <laughs> um, anything else for the time being? Nope, I'm done. Uh, see, yeah, I gotta go. They're making noise. All right, I Colin's birthday is on Friday. <laughs> Everybody wish him a happy birthday. He's Yay. gonna be the big two zero, and then um, we might record. You're coming home on Saturday, so we might re- we might do a double Clone Wars recap of Echoes of the Past, and then whatever. Um, this Friday's episode is called. Might just cover that together. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, that's good. Okay. And then anything else that I might have forgotten to talk about the novel. Might talk okay. about that next time too. So if you sure. have any more questions about the novel, send me your questions and I'll be glad to address that. Yeah. All yeah, right. it's cool that you address some other people's questions in this episode. So Yeah, I just kinda reached out to some people and was like, What would that's you cool. want what would you want to know? So anyway. Um, all right. We should do that more often. We should ask more people to like ask sending questions and then we can talk about those. Oh, well, people can ask questions anytime they want. They, they have yeah. two Twitter handles, an email <laughs> that never gets checked, Facebook accounts, Instagram. Ask all the questions. Yeah. All right. We done? Yeah, okay. I think so. <laughs> hey, Colin. Hey, Mom. See you around, kid. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions Podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regents podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.